Hi, I'm Mary Lyons, the Wealth Woman. Hi, I'm Eric Alexander with Benchmark Income Group. Welcome to the Big Wealth Podcast. So today we are having a conversation about home equity loans or home equity lines of credit. And the the prompt for this is that we recently got a call from a reporter at the Wall Street Journal asking for commentary about when it can be appropriate to use home equity loans and when you really shouldn't use a home equity <laughs> loan. So we're going to be really clear on the front end of this that um, we are not making any recommendations and none of this <laughs> constitutes financial advice, but we will give you some kind of broad strokes of when it could make sense. And then we're just going to make sure that we that, that the whole audience knows that if you are contemplating a home equity loan or line of credit, that you should go talk to your advisor about your specifics. <laughs> we know nothing. Anything we do know is purely by accident at this point. So Right. So um, so Eric had the privilege of getting to talk to this reporter, and um, he came up with a methodology, and I'll let you go through the name here, and then we can we can talk about what makes sense. For someone with poor enunciation skills, I should have thought a little harder about this. Uh, but so, yeah, that was the conversation was, you know, when is it appropriate? When is it a, a bad idea? Uh, and I said, there, there's three potential uses for home equity loans or home equity lines of credit. Uh, two of them, I think, are not bad. And one of them, I think, is horrible. So the, <laughs> the three I, I kind of came up with on that was FLOWS. Fires and flyers uh, was the was sort of the acronym or the alliteration I gave her. Um, and so I'll walk but, through each of these. Did you turn it into a Venn diagram, Eric? <laughs> I, I did not. Uh, you know, it was only a radio interview. So, you know, it's just over the phone. Um, so you didn't get to send the flows, fires, and uh, flyers Venn diagram. But <laughs> as audience, just so you know, you can probably look forward to co that coming out in our next newsletter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a social media post somewhere in there, right? Um, so I think that the first one and the one that we've talked about man, a hundred times, if it's, if not more than that, is this idea of flows or cash flowing assets. Mm -hmm. So the, the ability to use capital that's growing, that's, that's appreciating as a way to go acquire other assets that are generating income is, and I'm not sure if magical is the right way to say that, but from a $1 doing multiple jobs, man, that, that is a great example. Um, so talk, I know you're actually doing something similar to this right now. Sure. Yeah. So we actually just took out a home equity loan, a, a second, um, and we did that specifically for, um, the lake house in order to remodel the lake house so that we can turn it into an asset that will produce additional income. Because while we might be able to rent it out in its current condition, uh, certainly it wouldn't be for maximum income. <laughs> So it was a one-star really... property would not go back. Right. That is where it is. The land is great, uh, but we're in the middle of mold remediation for the garage. Um, and, you know, luckily that's the only space we're dealing with the bad stuff, but um, you know, there's plumbing that needs to be redone. There's a full on remodel. We're looking at building on a guest home. Um, and then we've toyed around with the idea of adding some tiny homes in the back acreage. Um, and then, oh, you know, nice. I vacillate back and forth between wanting it to be uh, something that feels like Palm Springs in Texas, 
uh, and thinking, oh, well, I just got back from a yoga retreat. And so maybe I should turn it into a yoga retreat kind of venue or a wedding venue. So I really have no idea what we're doing yet, but some of the repairs are absolutely mandatory, clearing out the land, building a dock, that kind of stuff in order to be, yes, that's mandatory as well. So really focusing on um, how much cash flow does it require to right. actually repay? So we didn't do a home equity line of credit. We did an amortized home equity loan because we were able to lock in a much lower rate for a long period of time with the lender right. we worked with. And we actually did that right before rates rates went up. But the way we looked at it was how much is this going to require in cash flow? And then what is our potential for income and profit if we take these dollars and then remodel the house and the right. the math worked substantially in our favor and so we went ahead and pulled the trigger on that yeah and and, and you mentioned a couple things on that side go ahead oh well no you go and then i'll add this in later <laughs> so the the genius of the home equity line of credit or the home equity loan on that part is from a from a standpoint of double duty dollars is the house has no idea it's being used as collateral for a loan so if it's worth a million dollars today, I'm, I'm using round numbers, if it's worth a million dollars today and it'll be worth $3 million three years from now, the loan has no impact on the appreciation, the market appreciation for the house. And right. so it's you have the ability to sort of tap into that line of credit, tap into that, the collateral that you've built up in order to go to go chase that or make that dollar do another job, which makes right. it really powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, and and so the thing that I was going to add in is actually on the other side of flows, which is if you have a substantial amount of debt that needs to be paid off that requires more cash flow commitment, and you can right. you can pay that down, have a lower interest rate and a lower cash flow commitment, that could enable you to actually save more money. And that impacts right. cash flow as well. And so the one the one caveat that I will put out there for using home equity loans to pay off debt is that if you haven't addressed what caused you to go into debt in the first place, this may not yes. be the best idea. <laughs> so Robbing you, Peter to pay Paul. So is, if you have right. addressed what got you going into debt in the first place, and this is a way to pay it off and start fresh, it can be a great idea but you have to make sure that you're dealing with the underlying root cause of the issue to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. And and that kind of drives into the fires, what I would call the fires aspect of home equity loans or home equity lines of credit is just that what I would call debt arbitrage is kind of how I categorize what you're talking about. Yeah. If I've got a credit card at 20% and I can get a home equity line of credit at five, well, it's it's still the same money coming out of pocket, but I just saved myself 15%. 15%. Right, which is super huge, and and if you're if you're in that mode, if that's five hundred dollars a month in debt repayment, and you just switch that over, then from a cash flow standpoint, it's neutral. But now you're you're burning that thing down at a much a much faster pace, which makes it really really nice. The other idea, and, and really for me on the fires part, is the legit fire. Uh, man, the tax bill came in and it was way bigger than it was supposed to be. Oh my gosh, or uh, we just got hit with something that we weren't expecting, and we need we need access to cash to make that thing go away and, and deal with it. Or we we have an opportunity that is just going to require some cash, and it, and it may not be a perfect sort of cash flowing asset kind of deal, but th- there there is something that is really really immediate that we need to take care of right now. 
And the home equity loans, home equity lines of credit are really great for that uh, and being able to kind of deal with that. And, and actually, one of the conversations the reporter and I had was, you know, when is it appropriate to do a home equity loan versus a home equity line of credit? And so the, the easy way to kind of break that down is in a loan, it's like a straight up amortized loan. It's X dollars a month for Y number of years, and it, it is a set payment. But in a line of credit, you've got some flexibility in how you deal with that. Uh, you're on the hook for the interest every month, but you're not you're not on the hook for the principal every month. So if you needed to shrink and expand how fast you pay that loan back, the line of credit can be really great. And so if you're really in a fire, what I'm going to call a fire situation where something bad has happened or somebody lost a job and you're you're dealing with kind of drama and chaos, maybe a home equity line of credit can be more appropriate in that moment, even if it might be at a little higher rate because you've got flexibility in the cash flow. Right. And so I want to add one thing to this because I do think it's important. And I recently was having this conversation and a client of mine said, what's the difference between the loan and the line of credit? So I'm so glad that you took it here. Um, The thing to understand about the loan is let's say you want $200,000 from the equity in your house. Um, When you get the loan, they just give you the 200 grand and then you're essentially paying it down over five, 10, 15, or 20 years, depending on what you set up with the bank. With the home equity line of credit, they may approve you for 200000 but you don't actually owe anything until you decide to take some or all of that money out Correct. of the bank. And so a lot of times clients will use a home equity loan or a home equity line of credit. Let me, let me make sure I say the right one now. <laughs> a home equity line of credit as a safety net. So Correct. when you don't need it, if you're applying for a home equity line of credit and they approve you for 50, 100, 250,000, 400 grand, whatever the number actually is, you can leave that home equity line of credit untapped and you have no monthly payment. But when you need Correct. the money, then you can actually get it. And the reason it's important to set something like that up before you need it is that if you did just lose your job, and you've got a fire because you don't have the cushion that you need, or maybe you made an investment and so you're not as liquid as you should be at the time of the job loss, then you have this as a safety net that you can then draw upon. But if you're trying to apply for that loan just after losing your job, it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to actually get someone to give you that loan while you don't have the job. So making sure, you know, to the point of fires, sometimes you can deal with that, other times you need to make sure that you have something like this set up ahead of time so that you've, you've got it when you need it. Yeah. Right? The best time to borrow money is when you don't need it. <laughs> I think exactly. that's the way the old saying goes. Well, and we've got a client of ours and we were working through how much money she had in cash and liquid and you know how many months of her living expenses she had sort of set, set aside for problems like that. And she was kind of walking us through that and she counted her home equity line of credit because she it was an untapped resource for her at that point. And mm-hmm. she counted that in her in her number. Like if mm-hmm. she needed 200K and she had 100K in cash and 100K in line of credit, she considered that 200K met. Like she had mm-hmm. she had covered that that information. And I thought it was an interesting way that she sort of approached that problem of, what is my liquidity number? Uh, but I think a lot of that's emotional. Like my wife does not look at that line of credit as our liquidity. She That yeah. is a pure, if the world ends and we have to touch it, it's there, but that's not our liquidity. Emergencies only. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so to me, the, the, those first two, the, the flows and the fires are really kind of ideal uses in my brain for 
man, let, these are this is an, at least an option that you can go to. The one that I think is really, I'm going to say dumb um, and not <laughs> advisable is what I would call the flyers. Let's go take a flyer. Maybe, uh, you know, we've heard this thing where if we take water and we make it really cold, we can mix it with drinks. And I think it's a million dollar idea. Um, nice. And it's like, yeah, I, I think that's been tried. You we've shouldn't invest in, you've not invested any money <laughs> in that. Uh, those things where you're going to take this big, you're going to take a big risk and there's no cash flow along the way. You're just hoping that it, that it works out in your favor. I think the, the use of a home equity line of credit or loan on that space is not a good use because right. if it, if it goes the other way, if it turns out that ice, this new thing called ice doesn't turn out to be the next big thing, then now you don't, you haven't lost the money and you've got to go pay back the loan. Right. Right. And I think that that's probably one of the most dangerous places that I see people do this is they're like, oh man, I have this great investment opportunity. Uh, I'm going right. to go buy $100,000 worth of Bitcoin um, or whatever <laughs> it may be. And they tap into a home equity line of credit because they're just absolutely sure that this deal they're going to do is a sure thing. And, and that's where I would have some hesitation. So just to contrast that to what you said earlier about um, acquiring an asset that produces income or that produces cash flow, um, if you if you think about what I'm actually looking at doing with the lake house, because that right. is an investment, there is a hard asset that it's attached to. And when right. I do the remodel, it actually increases the value of the home. And so I am not deploying capital that I can't get back. I'm simply taking capital from one space and using it to create capital in the other. And, and I will also add that this is a space that I am very comfortable in because right. real estate has been a passion of mine for really the past 20 years. And so it's not, it's not a, the difference being that it's not some fly by night, I hope this is going to work kind of thing. There's a lot of research that has gone into it. And I have the actual hard asset of the real estate itself. It's not just a contract that I signed somewhere that I'm hoping is in a Ponzi scheme, right? right. There's the, that, well, that to me is kind of part of the category that you're looking at is yeah. how sure are you of what you're putting your asset into? So if you're acquiring something and you're very familiar with it, you know, the ins and outs of the deal, you're very comfortable with all the players involved. If it's not real estate, you, you understand what the underlying risk is. That's a right. very different situation than what you're talking about when you say taking a flyer on something. Correct. Well, and to your, to your analogy on the house, I can insure the house. So if it really does literally burn down the ground, uh, I can at least get made whole again because I can, mm -hmm. I can purchase insurance and I've got a fallback position. I'm, I'm thinking about a deal that you're in the middle of without divulging the pieces of the deal. But if the whole deal goes bad, you have another asset that comes to you that's worth way more than than the equity exposure or the, or the right. potential, expo potential exposure you've got. And so in those cases, for me, the home equity line of credit or, or the home equity loan would have been a perfect use for those dollars because you, you've got a backup plan and your backup plan has a backup plan. Uh, right. to know that you you can make it back. Um, but I think on the other side of it, and, and we touched a little bit on the home equity loan versus line of credit, and I want to wrap that up and then get out of here. But I think the other thing to think through is before you go deploy that money, how much flexibility do you need in the payback? If you don't need right. any flexible, if you don't need any flexibility and 500 bucks a month is what you were paying and it's just a, a repeat of that, 
then I think the loan on that that side of it can be super useful because you may you may be able to lock in lower rates. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a sales role or you're not really sure how that's going to go, or if you're really in fire chaos territory, the line of credit can be extremely useful because you have flexibility in your cash flow that maybe you didn't before. Right. Well, and to that point, Eric, actually, it was probably, oh, geez, probably seven or eight or even nine years ago. I'm not sure that um, we were in Way a back different, machine. yeah, I, I got to think about how old were my kids? Was I pregnant? Exactly. Uh, that's my timeline now. It used to be when I was growing up, which house were we living in? Yeah. Um, but actually for, for this particular property that I'm thinking of, we were living in a different house and we decided we wanted to put in an outdoor living space. All right. And um, th- this went through a series of iterations actually, because initially we um, paid cash to the contractor because of the timing. And then we decided that had depleted too much of the liquidity. So we ended up taking a loan from our whole life insurance policies to kind of make sure we paid the rest of the, the contractor deal. So like right. the initial check went out of cash and then we ended up using our policies to pay for the remainder of the space. And it was a big space. I mean, it, it basically, we took yeah. the entire living area of the house and then we put it mm-hmm. into the backyard and so yeah, i remember this, that this, it was amazing yeah pool outdoor i mean like living room fireplace kitchen all that kind of cool stuff and um and then we we were looking at the rate on the loan from the insurance policies and it wasn't that high but we didn't want to deplete it too far and so we actually did a pool loan just to get the capital in and figure out what our next steps are. But the pool loan for the second part of this was extremely expensive um, because they don't, your pool is instantly not worth what you just spent on it. So different kind of deal here, but even with perfect credit and good income, um, the rate on that was about 7%. And so we were like, Whoa, that's crazy. We don't want to wow. keep that, but it was convenient to do it because it happened quickly. And so then we started looking at, okay, what if we did a home equity line of credit in that situation. And at the time, and they are not this low anymore, but at the time the interest rate was like two, two and a half percent. And so we ended up doing a line of credit, replenishing, taking out enough to pay for the entire. So we paid off the pool loan. We replenished what was in the policies because the initial loan from the policies was at like 4.76. And so why would I pay that much if I could pay two with kind of the same it wasn't quite the same flexibility because I did have to make a payment every single month, but at least right. the payment was interest only. And so I think sometimes there are times where as long as you can handle the cash flow, it, it isn't necessarily a flow, a fire or a flyer. It's an emotional reason. And yep. I knew when we did that pool that it was an emotional reason, but we used that pool so much that it was worth it. Um, and actually, when we ended up selling the house, it was the outdoor living space that got us the deal we got on it. So it worked out in our favor and we yeah. did get the money back. But I feel like that was as much luck as it was skill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, that was the flyer that, wor- that worked out well, right? But you yeah. you had it covered in the other areas. And, yeah. and I think as we close it out, I think that's the neat part of it is it's just another tool in the bag of, okay, I've got this problem. I've got this opportunity. I've got this thing. And I've got all of these these resources to go attack it. And the conversation we had earlier today, um, gosh, what was his what was his uh, definition of money? Is money is options. the idea to have an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's options. options. Yeah, that's what it was. Money money means options, and and I think on that that scale of it, that's what it gives me. Is I, may not be awesome. the only thing I'm going to do, but at least it's it's a consideration. It's something I can do. 
I think that's great. So if no. you have questions about whether a home equity loan or a home equity line of credit might make sense in your situation, right. feel free to reach out to us. The easiest way to find me is at The Wealth Woman, wherever you social media, that could be Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Eric, where can I find you? And I'm at Economics with Eric, wherever you social media. So. You nailed it. <laughs> Make sure you're having conversations with your advisor before you take out any kind of debt for any yes. reason. Yes. Um, I do think sometimes people come to us after they've made a decision rather than before, <laughs> and we might have had better ideas about how to do it had we talked to them in the in the the first place. So make sure you're checking in with your people and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Mary Lyons and Eric Alexander are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of and offer securities through One America Securities, Inc., a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Wealth Woman, Benchmark Income Group, and the Big Wealth Podcast are not affiliates of One America Securities and are not broker-dealers or registered investment advisors. Provided content is for overview and informational purposes only and is not intended and should not be relied upon as individualized tax, legal, fiduciary, or investment advice. Investing involves risk, which includes potential loss of principal. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Withdrawals and loans from a life insurance policy reduce the death benefit and cash value, may increase the chance the policy will lapse, and may result in a tax liability if the policy terminates before the death of the insured. Life insurance should be purchased by individuals that have a need to provide a death benefit to protect others with insurable interests in their lives against financial loss. Life insurance is not a retirement plan, investment, or savings account. All numeric examples and any individual shown are hypothetical and were used for explanatory purposes only. Actual results may vary.